You are listening to Internet Traffic Jam. My name is Vince Reed, and you are about to listen to one of our battle masterminds. Now, before we dig into the mastermind, if you're a person that wants to connect with me more and get more traffic and leads for your business, you can go to myinternettrafficsystem.com. If you want to gain access to more free training and my seven-day free pay-per-click marketing bootcamp course, where I reveal three ways you can leverage paid advertising without risking or losing your own money, you can go to vincereed.com. And if you want a place to capture all of the leads I'm going to teach you how to get, you can leverage my free capture page system at mitspages.com that's m-i-t-s pages.com all right guys vince reed here and we're back with another battle mastermind and i'm pumped up as always every time i do the battle masterminds um it's always a good time uh today i'm very honored and blessed to have mr john loomer in the house for the battle mastermind john is probably one of the best facebook marketers on the planet Literally, not just because I'm saying that. I mean, the guy's won every kind of social media award you can think of, speaks at events all over the world. I'm sure he's going to tell you his story, and I just want to welcome you to the Battle Zone, man. What is going on, John? How are you, man? Thanks, Vince. That's uh, great being here. This is exciting, man. I've never been on a on a podcast or a show quite like this. be cool. Well, you know, we try to keep things, you know, make it a little different and have a little fun and uh, you know, make sure that everyone can get better. So if got, if everyone here is listening in, the way this works, if you're listening for the first time, it's a battle mastermind, and we treat you guys listening like your flies on the wall. And uh, we go back and forth asking each other questions, trying to essentially um, get better in our own business and also provide value to you. And then at the end, if we have enough time, uh, we'll open it up for questions um, for those of you listening in. And that's kind of one of the perks of you guys being um, VIP members in our system. So you get, you get to kind of come on and listen to um, some amazing entrepreneurs, uh, you know, basically mastermind and get better. So um, let's kind of jump into it. So I just want to let you know you are in the battle zone. Uh, you know, hopefully you make it out alive. Um, we hold no punches here, and um, I hope you're ready. Are you ready? I'm, I'm always ready, man. <laughs> All right, you're an athlete, so I know I know you're you're ready to go. So, um, real quick, why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about you know your story, how you got into um, doing what you do, and then we'll kind of dig into some of the tough questions. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a long story, but um, so my background, I guess, uh, without telling everything all the way back, um, I started working for the National Basketball Association back uh, 2005 to 2006 season. And that ended up really being my first exposure to a lot of things. I mean, really marketing at that level, because I oversaw fantasy games for them. So it was marketing, advertising, everything associated with that content, product. And uh, so I was doing a lot of things I'd really never done before. And um, But while I was there, we partnered with a company that not many people knew about called Facebook. And that was like uh, the beginning of 2007. So that was my first ex- exposure to, to Facebook, uh, both personally and professionally. Um, so I worked uh, for the NBA for three seasons and did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I ended up, at, and I left them at, on my own free will because I didn't want to live in New Jersey, but I ended up being laid off from two jobs after that within like a two-and-a-half-year period. And I decided what I wanted to do and what I was comfortable doing. And what I didn't want to do so, you know, again, not making this too long a story, but our oldest son is a cancer survivor, and I love coaching my, all three of my boys' baseball teams. So my time was precious. I didn't want to be fighting through traffic every day. I love working from home. I wanted to have my own business. I had no idea how to do it. 
I just started my website and started writing content. No clue what I was doing uh, in the early going. And just writing about what I knew. And eventually that morphed into writing more and more about Facebook and Facebook marketing. And eventually advanced Facebook marketing and advertising. So that's really my niche now is talking about advanced Facebook advertising topics and, uh, you know, getting 400,000 page, page views a month um, and, and driving business and actually creating a true business and having a team around me, which is something I could never could have dreamed of. Two years ago. And, and it's awesome. I mean, the one thing that I um, – I mean, we've modeled a lot of the stuff that you do. I mean, we've had several um, – coaching sessions, you know, and just a quick lesson, guys, like, you know, obviously I teach a lot of traffic stuff and I'm always looking to get better. I mean, if there's someone that's doing things that I don't know, I reach out, I'll pay whatever it is just to get better and pick their brain. And we've had several sessions and every single time I'll, we'll be chatting back and forth. I'll be like, John, man, I'm killing it. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. And it's just been awesome. Um, everything that I've learned from you. So anyone listening who's looking to get better at Facebook, definitely make sure you check out John. So, with that being said, enough of the warm, fuzzy stuff making you feel good. It's time to get into the battle zone. So All right. let the tough questions begin. All right, so I'm, I'm going to kind of start it off with, with this. You know, if, if I'm new to Facebook, um, you know, I've just created, let's say, my fan page. What, what is, like, my short-term goal with this page, and what are my long-term goals? Like, what am I – like, I mean, everyone says, okay, Facebook is a great marketing platform, but if you had to start over today from, the, from scratch, um, what would be the short-term goal? Like, what am I doing in the short-term, and what is the long-term vision um, that, I'm, that I should have moving forward? Yeah, I mean, short-term, you really got to think about um, what your goals are for the page, strategies for the page, what is the, the value you can provide. The problem is too many people hop in and, like, i got to sell my stuff. Like, okay, I'm going to share this product and that product and this opt-in and that. Like, why isn't anybody buying this stuff? Why isn't anybody opting in? It's because you're not looking at it from the point of view from the user, which is what we should be doing from the start. So you want to create stuff that helps your target audience. It's free. It's no strings attached. People probably don't know who you are in the early going, so you can't be all spell-heavy. And it's just about building a community of your people. It's not about... I'm going to run some Facebook ads to build my likes as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible without thinking about who those people are. You need to build a highly relevant uh, audience of people who will eventually opt in and buy from you. So long term, you want to be driving traffic. You want to be driving traffic to the right people. Trans, it's, you know, glad I'm talking to Vince here. I'm talking about traffic. It, 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 why it's so important on Facebook is that that gives you an extremely relevant group of people to retarget later. So um, whether you're sharing organic traffic or content that's driving traffic to your site or you're running ads that's, that's targeting people maybe generally uh, or, you know, in, in certain interests or whatever, when you don't have these audiences and early going, driving traffic to your site, what that does is help create a little funnel for you. Once they're on your site, you can remarket to them. Okay, now you've been to my site. Why don't you like my page? Or why don't you read this uh, related article? Or why don't you opt into this that is related to that article you already read? Or why don't you buy this, which is related to that opt-in or that article? So it's a matter of that, – that's long-term. It takes time to do all that, but that's, that's the way I look at Facebook. Absolutely. Now, you know, obviously 
Facebook, you know, has you know a, a lot a large population of the of the world is on Facebook. So, you know, if a person is, you know, in the niche that you're in and you've got value, a valuable product, you can feel comfortable there. But it sounds like the biggest thing is building that community first and just providing them with the content that they're looking for and then give them a way to kind of dive deeper. It sounds like is what you're saying. So it's obviously lead with value, provide an awesome community experience, and then obviously at that point people will be more than willing to, to take a look at your stuff. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's the way I look at it. And you'll, you'll have some people who swear that you can just hop in there and basically cold call people all day with ads and sell stuff to people who don't know you. Um, but I just don't see that as a, a good long-term um, strategy. I mean, ultimately, you got to understand that when you're on Facebook, uh, this is not Google. People aren't searching for how do I get help in Facebook ads. They are on Facebook. Uh, reading stuff from their friends and family, people close to them, pages they like and care about, and then you fly in there with an ad saying, buy my stuff, and they have no idea who you are. So it's, it doesn't mean you shouldn't sell. It means you should sell to the right people. In order to sell to the right people, if you don't have an audience in the beginning, you have to create that audience, build that trust, share that helpful content where you start establishing yourself as somebody they can look to for answers to these things. So yeah, that's the way I approach it. Absolutely. All right, cool, cool. All right, well, that was just a warm-up question. All right, so uh, do, do you have a question for me? Yeah, all right. So I've um, I've recently made a little strategic change on my side for my site. And, uh, yeah, I've always, for the last couple of years, I've been really heavy in uh, training courses. And one thing, while that's great and drives a lot of revenue, it's tough because especially with Facebook, things change. So, anyway, I'm focusing more and more on my uh, private community. So it's called the Power Hitters Club, and um, basically you get uh, weekly webinars and and a private Facebook group and a, a, a blog post that's only for members, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, my point being, what would be your approach to getting something, to in, increasing members to something like that? Not, so obviously not just Facebook, but anywhere in order to drive traffic and, and get more members involved. Great question, and, and that's really what I love the most is our communities. Uh, I'm not big on launches. I've really only had one launch in my entire career um, because I don't like spikes. I like slow, steady growth. Um, so all of the companies I've built online, several that have done seven figures have all been membership sites. So yeah. um, my strategy behind membership sites are creating an environment that I – would want to be in. And that's kind of a weird way to think about it. So I always take myself out of the being the community owner, and I say, if I were in this community, what would I want to have in this community to where I would have no problem? In fact, I would feel like I was stealing being a part of this community. Right. So it's just where can we increase the value without necessarily taking all of my time, right, because you, you want to have a life. But how can I basically increase the value of that and give people the best ways to get what it is that they're looking to get out of my, my membership site? So in your case, I mean, I don't think it's going to be very difficult with what you provide um, to get people in the membership in, in that. But I think the more um, access that they can have to you, um, the better people are going to feel and stick. Um, what I've noticed is that most of the systems and companies out there that don't do well, they get people in and they, they're out like after a month or two, 
is because they get in, there's a bunch of stuff back there, there's no direction, and they just expect the person to keep paying. What we really try to do is, um, and this is it's funny you say this, we're going to actually be having an actual session on this at our live event, which unfortunately we, we almost had him there, but he had a prior engagement. But hopefully we can get him at the, our next traffic event um, next year. But um, we're going to be talking about um, these five pillars that um, we always make sure that we have in our businesses to um, keep people engaged and, and obviously keep people um, providing them with value. And I'll just give you a couple ideas of what I mean by that. Um, you know, think about all the things you've purchased that are membership sites. How often are you able to actually communicate with the person that created it? Very, very rarely, right? You buy it, you never talk to them, you just watch their content. So we wanted to add an element where people can communicate with us. That's one of the pillars. In our system, people can literally talk to me, just like right now, members are listening in and have the ability to talk to us or ask a question at the end. So I think those are components that people want to be a part of. Um, we've got several webinars. We've got coaches that are working with them on the back end. So um, we make sure that we're connecting with them. We've got communities and other members that are actively supportive. So we've got all these different pillars that we do purposely to make sure people have that community. And what happens to most people when they feel like they've been kicked out of the family, right? You don't feel too good, right? So you stop paying, you've lost your entire family, you feel like a homeless kid, right? So that's part of what I think you should try to build into your community to maintain a membership base. I don't really think it's a thing about how many people you can get in. It's how long can you keep them in there and have them excited to be there is yeah. the way that I would, would start the folks. It's kind of long-winded, but hopefully that yeah. helps you. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, this is something I've been uh, you know, shifting a lot lately. I, I guess I previously had this on Customer Hub, you know, Infusionsoft, and now I've moved it all to – uh, a subdomain, so it's now members.johnloomer.com. You can actually check it out. Anyone wants to go and poke around certain things that aren't restricted. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just been uh, completely changing my approach. And, I, you know, I kind of the light went off for me as well, kind of like what you're talking about. How, you know, that's, that's kind of where the money is at. But it's also where you become more efficient, I found, instead of, like, creating stuff that's outdated in a couple of months. You're constantly Absolutely. giving them new stuff. You know, and, and, and you're not always you're not always in that launch mentality. Like, what product can I sell now oh, to make some it's money? It's exhausting, man. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting, and and I've never done that. And I think that's the re like a lot of marketers that are in my you know in my niche in my field are struggling because they're like, well, what are we going to launch this month? Like, they're trying to figure out the yep. newest thing to launch, and that's just exhausting. And for me, I never wanted that because I came from the real estate industry, and I was exhausted always every month trying to figure out. How many deals can we close this month and what's in the pipeline? Right. So I made sure I didn't care if I was making two grand this month, 2500 the next month, 3000 I didn't care how slow it was, but I just wanted to make sure when I looked back five or ten years from the day I started that I had that residual income built. So that was really the focus, which leads me into the next question for you I think is going to be powerful, and it goes along with my thought process. So today in our in our group, I was looking through our private community, and there was a guy who – um, one of our members, is, in my opinion, is doing an amazing job. He got like 80 or you know 100 likes to his page, and he just started doing it, and he was excited. And some guy goes in there, and he goes, well, what is the like going to do? I make, and he's like, I make millions of dollars um, you know, on Facebook, and he puts this screenshot up of him getting all these website clicks. And the initial thought to me was, okay, cool, you get a bunch of clicks, but it's kind of like the launch mentality where he's not understanding the value of his community 
that our guy is trying to build. I mean, our guy eventually will be able to get more clicks than he's getting and have a community to where he can continue to make sales and obviously build that over time. So with that being said, how do you value a like? Like how is that actually valued to you? And, um, you know, where where is that? Because some people go back and forth. Oh, you get a like and you put up a, a post and no one sees it. You got to pay to play. Um, for me, I have my thoughts about it, and I'm really curious to hear what yours are. You're going to be the one who's going to be complaining about not getting any reach or engagement or getting any, any results out of Facebook. I just wrote a, a blog post. Please, if you go to, go to johnlimmer.com slash dead, it's called No uh, Facebook Page Organic Reach is Not Dead. It, it may seem that way for some people. Overall, it is definitely not the case. And uh, but, but what will happen is if, if you build a quote-unquote community that isn't actually a community, if you only care about the number of the qual- the quantity instead of the quality, then that's just a house of cards, and you've got nothing. You haven't really built anything. It's just a number. So mm-hmm. for me, what happens when I share something organically, um, I'm still getting 20,000, 30,000, 35,000 people seeing an individual post. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't care about that number. It's just that everyone is so obsessed with that. I have to mention it. If you want to say organic reach is dead, it's not. But uh, the other thing is I'm reaching the right people. So to build this audience, uh, first of all, I share helpful content. Um, It's not just all about selling. But the other thing is when I build it with ads, I'm targeting my current uh, website visitors as pretty much the main source to increasing that fan, fan base. So these are people who already know me, who've been to my website, read my blog posts, they're on my email list, they bought my product. So when I share stuff, they're much more li- likely to engage with it, which means they're m- much more likely to see the content in the future. And what I found is, as a result, when I, when I you know, in the past, when <laughs> you could share stuff organically that was a product, uh, I would get sales. Now, that's kind of frowned upon now by Facebook, so I only do it with ads when I'm promoting a product. But what I do is I target my fans. So you could say that, oh, since you can't share that with your, your, your fans organically, it's worthless. Well, that's not, again, that's not the case. They're constantly going back to my site, number one. Number two, they're bucketing themselves by becoming a fan as someone uh, who is who's interested in my stuff. They, they, they weren't conned into it by a contest or, or some clickbait or trick or anything like that. They like my page because they, they, they read my stuff. So when I do run an ad that's promoting an opt-in or a product, I'm targeting my fans, and those people convert at a very, very high rate. Absolutely, and the cost of that is just pennies compared to trying to go outside. Personally, this is my experience. I mean, what would you say on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's much cheaper. Now, th- there are so many things you can do to make it even cheaper. So, for example, I'm, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't need to take over this and talk about this experiment I'm running, but it's just ridiculous. That's the and next question. Kind of That's the next question. All right, I got the experiment <laughs> in there. But you can go ahead and move into it. Well, let me let okay, me let okay. me let me kind of lead into the experiment, which I thought was brilliant. Sure. So John ran the experiment, and by the way, it was that's genius what you did. We've kind of done taken some of that into some things we're doing, and it's phenomenal. But he did this experiment. He basically, I don't even know if it was if it started with an ad or an organic post, but basically because it, it, it just showed up on my news. Okay, it was an ad. All right. 
So I clicked on it, and it was an experience. Like, if you want to partake in this experiment, um, click here, and I'm going to proceed to provide you with tips and content daily if you take part in this experiment. So I clicked on it, and I consistently started getting ads that would show up. Um, you know, after I'd click on the first tip, then I'd get the second tip, and I think I'm all the way up to like the I don't know, like 11 or 12. I'm not sure, and it's just awesome. Oh, I actually you almost done I am. I'm looking. I'm like. I look. Look forward to it. And I thought it was this whole new, unique way to take people through a process, almost a funnel, with ads. And I can only imagine how targeted that custom audience is by the time they get to the end. So I'll let you kind of explain how that went. But awesome idea. And and how did you come up with that, by the way? (laughs) Yeah. So it was. uh, It was was late at night. I couldn't sleep. uh, December thirtieth. Within 12 hours after that, my family and I were going to be heading to the mountains for a quick vacation. Uh, but this this idea quickly came to me that, uh, you know, kind of the way we we look at uh, ads is kind of is a necessary evil, something that we don't want to see. Like, what if we could change perception of an ad where people actually want to click on them and they're looking forward to seeing them? So <laughs> within 12 hours, I created my first ad. And that was it. I didn't even have the whole experiment. Like, I didn't know where this was going to go. I was like, all right, if you want to participate in this, click this link. And when you click that link, you're going to be added to a website custom audience. And what I did is I made each of these steps a 14-day website custom audience. So basically, I'll, I'll remarket to anyone who, is, who has visited that page. All right? So the, the next step was, so th- then once you visited that page, you would no longer see the first ad. You'd be excluded from that one. So then you see the first tip, and it was like a, an overview of website custom audiences and whatnot. So anyway, um, people would complain to me when they weren't seeing my ads. Like, John, I clicked on tip number one. Why have I not seen tip number two? It's been two minutes or whatever. No. Um, but whatever. <laughs> and and they're like upset that they weren't seeing my ads. And a, a few things that I learned from this, because, you know, a lot of this is like I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, it, was, it was interesting to see the drop-off from yes, I want to participate to ah uh, yeah, never mind. So there were, so I, I started targeting just my fans and all my web, my website visitors over the last thirty days with this initial ad to invite them into this um, experiment. So yeah, that's good. Like a lot of people are gonna be curious about it. I got forty five hundred to five thousand. I don't know what it is right now. It might be up to five thousand now. Who wanted to participate in the experiment? Um, those who actually clicked the first ad dropped down to twenty five like twenty two hundred. So I, uh, I lost approximately half the audience who initially said they were interested, and then I guess they didn't really weren't that interested. Um, and then to, from tip one to tip two, another 25% dropped off. But after that, these people were hardcore. Every time I publish a new, uh, new tip, that first day, the cost was one cent per website click. Wow. And every single time. And overall now, because um, understanding how this works, once you click that, that link, you will, that, you'll no longer see it again. So it just makes sense that it will be most active that first day, and then you know, some of the people are, might be less interested or whatever, the price goes up a little bit. But overall, it ended up being like $0.03 cents or so per website click for, for pretty much tip three on. And, but this is, this, is, this is the thing. We're not just talking about driving traffic, and that was my main goal here. I didn't want it to be... I wanted it to be no strings attached kind of thing. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to sell all my stuff. It was an experiment. And the final step of it, so after tip 12, which I don't think you've gotten through it yet, 
If you tip 12, you'll get an ad inviting you to a webinar where I'm going to talk about how I did it and all the results I saw and all that. This is, is that so, webinar going to be automated? No. So it's going to be a real webinar. So, so what happens if the person gets there that hadn't, like if you do the webinar before they get well, to that tip? Cut, you just, I've, already cut, I've already cut it off. Oh, okay, so cool. I've already cut off the funnel. The funnel stopped. There, there's still people in it that I'm trying to push through. And, and okay. uh, so, so basically they have until the 25th when, when the webinar cool. happens. Um, but anyway, so, so for that one, there were about 800 people who were targeted for that uh, webinar. I have gotten 730 webinar registrations. Wow. And Unreal. at two and, a half, two and a half cents per web, webinar registration. And that is it's a just super ridiculous. targeted target. I mean, honestly, if I were you, are you going to launch your membership from that from that website as well? From that well, so webinar? What I'm going to do is the next thing I'm going to get to this group. So, yeah, the, the first kind of uh, freebie that I gave them was the webinar. No one else can, will have access to that webinar. I'm probably going to make this into a whole product, actually, um, where I talk about what I did and how I did it that someone will have to pay for. But for this group, they're getting this webinar free. They can ask me questions, all kind of stuff. But additionally, I am going to give them an offer. So it's like I want to, these are my people, clearly. I want you to be in the Power Hitters Club. So here's a big steep discount to get to get you there. Lifetime, you know, discount. Um, cause I, cause, so ultimately we want to see, all right, the website clicks are great. The registration is ridiculous. I mean, typically you're gonna spend a dollar, sometimes two dollars for a registration. I'm getting two and a half cents. So the amount of money I've already saved on that is, is insane. But um the 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 whole whether or not this is successful though still is how about revenue? So we'll see once that webinar happens. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, with that cost, at some point, I mean, it may not be. Maybe you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to generate a ton of revenue. But even if you didn't, just the fact that they went that far and what you can do with that audience in the future, I'm sure you'll more than, um, you know, generate plenty of revenue. Well, listen, yeah. I appreciate it. And I guess more specifically, like, to answer the question, obviously, he just proved the value of a like. Yeah, and, and to be I mean, clear, not all these people were like, but I, I initially targeted people who were fans, though, fans right. or website visitors. So a lot of these people were fans who were my initial target. So, but this was not an organic post, that ever, so none of this has ever appeared organically. But here, here's actually a, an interesting little twist on this. What people don't understand is the organic distribution you get on stuff and there's been engagement. So mm-hmm. all of these were only published as ads. But since people love them so much and were and commenting and liking and sharing and all that stuff, and I, had, and I was replying to them too, it ended up being that 80%, in some cases, 80% of distribution was organic. I mean, that's something you don't want wow. to think about. It's like everybody's talking about organic reach is dead. These are ads. They're only, they're only existing as ads. But when everybody else is commenting, liking, and sharing, they're shown to, to friends. So as awesome. a result... Get a ton of organic distribution on it too. So, so guys, just for those of you listening, what he's saying is when you're running ads, a lot of times people, especially like for example a promoted post or an ad, people think they have to put the ad on their page. You can do a dark post where basically you're running an advertisement that doesn't actually show up on your page, but it still gets some of the benefits as if it were on your page, and that's what he's saying. So. You know, and I think that right there, if people kind of step back and think about it, is the power of Facebook. I mean, you're spending, and he's getting, you know, pennies and three cent clicks. But how much of how many people saw that and engaged that he didn't pay for? 
that might bring that down to half a cent, the actual cost of what he paid. So, I, And I think that is, like, the true power and why you build communities and, and the power of alike. So that's awesome, man. Did you have another question for me? And then I, and I think I wanted to open it up and maybe let a couple people ask you a couple questions and let you out of here. I don't, I don't know how much time we have. We've already went, I'm sure, over. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so um, you know, obviously Facebook's my – um, bread and butter. But if I were, what's, what would be the, the next best way for me to drive traffic to any of my options or my content in general? I would, I would, if I were you, I would, for, because I know what you do um, um, specifically, um, you don't do a lot of video stuff. Um, I know, I need to. So if you got to video, you'd absolutely crush it with YouTube ads and you could drive them right to your fan page or to your content. Um, so I would get in the video, but I think obviously I see you on Twitter a little bit. You may want to look into Twitter ads and then create some yeah. Twitter website cards for your content. So when you post it from Facebook, um, you create the same post on Twitter and then you, you, um, blast that out there to your, to your followers and obviously people who are interested in, in, you know, the, the other people that are surrounding your niche, the Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, all those people, um, you could then target the people following them. So, it would just quadruple your your reach. So I guess yeah. let me kind of back I, I up. Just, I, I have this weird thing with video, man. It's like um, I feel like it has to be – so I, I have a studio downstairs in the basement where I've done lots and lots of video down there. Um, and Actually, I don't have it available to me right now because we're finishing our basement. So I have this tripod sitting in my office right now, but I haven't used it. I haven't been using it. And I just – I think that I have this weird hang-up that I'm sure most people have. It's like – well, the lighting's not right, or I haven't shaved today, or, you know, <laughs> I, I look like crap, you know. I, I'm always worried about how everything looks and sounds and everything else. Uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know if you follow or know Blake Jameson. He's a friend of mine, and and he, he posted something the other day, and I was like, so right. And I say, I say this sometimes, too, and I don't listen to myself. It's like he just started publishing videos and not caring what he looked like. Or any of that, just just get it out there because it's the content that carries it. And well, that's not always a hundred percent true. Because like, yeah, you want it to be polished and look as as uh, professional as possible, all that kind of stuff. There is a balance there, and it's like if you could just create content without being scared. And that's really part of it. Like I, I, I'm just stupid scared sometimes about creating these videos. I, I could I, not only YouTube, but Facebook video is so huge there right now. <laughs> I need yeah. to, and so I need to commit to that myself. I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're always our worst critic, and, you know, we do – I only do one video a week. You know, we do a video post every week. Um, but I, that's why I'm saying for you, because you do audio um, of your of your blogs, I would yeah. just put, um, somehow get that audio over to a Twitter website card over to Twitter and then grow your Twitter following it would be the easiest transition for you. I have no problem spending some time and showing you how we do that. Um, but I, I think you could easily convert what you're doing over to Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty and, simple, you know, I'm definitely active on Twitter, but not, not in the way you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be more so just to get you um, – here's another thing you want to think about that like, – Here's here's what, where my mindset is. And if you notice, the big part of our communication today was really a lot of custom audience type stuff. And people don't get that. Like they think it's that upfront, 
thing. If you don't make money, I lost. For me, I'm perfectly happy with getting that audience. And now Twitter right. has its own custom audience that you can use. Yes. And yes. when you're driving website clicks, let's say you create a website card and you drive traffic on Twitter to your audience, you're building your Facebook custom audience as well from Twitter. Sure. And then you can move those people right over to Facebook. That's right. And we do that a lot more. In fact, I've got to be quite honest with you. We don't even look at Twitter as a place to where transactions are going to be made. It's a place to right. build that audience and get clicks and followers fast and cheap and move them over yeah. to Facebook. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, but my, the experiments I've had with Twitter ads, you know, it's been a while now, but it didn't always end up that well. They, they looked good on the surface where I was driving cheap, cheap traffic, but those people were like the time on site wasn't good and they just weren't doing much. The time on site will never be good. On, it'll never be good on the initial click from Twitter because they're on yeah. their phone most of the time. But that's True. why I'm saying yeah. I don't know if you experienced it while trying to hit get them again on Facebook from that custom audience or move them, move them over there. So create some content, create a separate audience from Twitter, and then yeah. do a, do an ad that says, "Hey, you saw me on my post on Twitter. Let's connect on Facebook," and you'll be shocked at because the one thing about Twitter users is they're very savvy and they're different than Facebook users. Um, they're in my opinion, they're they're the ones you really want because they're yeah, Twitter. Definitely. Yeah. So. so so not to get too uh, complicated here, but what I could do is I could use uh, URL parameters uh, or UTM parameters and add a, a campaign name of Twitter or something like that where I know what it is. Create a website custom audience that has that in the URL, and then uh, I could create an ad that on Facebook targeting anybody that had Twitter in, in the URL. Absolutely. That's exactly uh, how we do special it. Ad, special ad, yeah. Yeah. And, and, cool. and that's really the, the difference in my marketing today versus, you know, two year, a year or two ago is everything now isn't necessary. I'm almost not even looking at what happens on that initial click. I'm building that audience, and I found not doing it from an experiment perspective, but we found that that second time when I can communicate with them and tell the user, hey, I know you did this, you were just here, do this, that's right. where it becomes powerful. It's Absolutely. way more powerful yeah, I, than the initial. I love the one day custom audience, one one day website custom audience where you were just mm-hmm. here. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, look, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, I appreciate it. I'm going to do this um, because one of the perks of being our, um, in our membership area um, in MITS, level two members get to ask a question to um, some of the people that they, I'm sure, learn from every day. So I don't want everyone to go crazy at the same time, but um, we're gonna whoever kind of chimes in. It's star six. If you hit star six, if you just want to introduce yourself. Hey, to John, Keith, you there. <laughs> All right, Keith, what's up, buddy? That's how you hey, uh, jump on top. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will jump at any chance to learn something. That's for sure. There you go. Awesome, man. Okay, with Facebook, I was wondering that if you create an ad that is specific to your primary company. And not specific to the back end, like MIT. Are you uh, are you kind of cutting yourself off at the knees by not doing MIT up front as a package deal with your primary company? Well, hey, hey, I may be lost on some terminology here. Yeah, he's not familiar with MIT, so you may have to. So basically, MIT's my internet traffic systems are my company. It, we teach traffic and lead generation strategies, okay. and it. You know, we train a lot of network marketers, direct sales reps on how to get leads for their primary business. So okay. his, his question specifically is, you know, 
is he running ads to get people directly to his primary or should he be running ads to get them directly into the traffic system? And I, I don't know if John can answer that, but I will, I'm going to answer it and maybe he can chime in. My, my thing would be you'd be doing both depending on what the person wants. So if a person's in your company and they're struggling to get traffic and leads, then you'd run an ad that say, hey, you know, here's a place where you can get some traffic and lead generation resources. Go here. And then for your company, you find out the products and services that your products provide, and then you'd create a community showing the value of your products and then say, hey, you guys can check out these products. Hey, and, and by the way, there's a way you can actually earn from it as well, you know, after, they, after you build that relationship with them. So you would be doing both. It's not one or the other. And, and, and that's just my answer. But I don't know, if John, if you would be able I get to what you're saying. help him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And for me, the main thing is because I'm not completely familiar with what you're getting at here, but um, it has to. If you've got two separate entities, for example, whatever it is you're promoting needs to continue to be extremely relevant to whatever it is you're targeting. So, so that's really the most important thing to me. So, if these two two separate things aren't entirely closely connected, that could be a problem in terms of attracting the, the quality audience to your ad. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that makes a lot. So yeah, so just, you know, in terms of, like, I tell people all the time, if you're looking to get a person into your primary opportunity, big, what are, like, real quick, what pro, what do you guys sell again? What kind of products do you offer? Health and wellness products. And what, health and wellness, like weight loss or what? Weight loss, energy and performance, okay. uh, youthful so, aging and, and wealth creation. So real quick, you could create a page built around weight loss, and you could post content articles of diet plans, things that people do, and then all of a sudden, if you build that community, you get people talking, pictures of people that are fit, then all of a sudden, you drop an ad in there about one of the products that your company provides, they buy the product, then you reach out to that person, you say, hey, you know, I'm glad you got this product, hey, did you know there's actually a way for you to leverage this product and also earn a little bit um, with our company? That's how I would offer it. Build it in a way to where you have uh, an opportunity to upsell. Well, build it in a way where you're providing value to them about what it's really all about. I mean, the problem with our industry, the network marketing industry, is people only focus on recruiting, and that's the that's why it has a bad name. When in reality, you've got awesome products that people would buy, not even being part of the opportunity. So right. I would create a hub or an environment where, where the product becomes exciting, and then after the person gets the product, that's you normally have their information, call them, make sure they got the product, make sure they're using it right, and then you can introduce them to the opportunity. If they want to do the opportunity, then great. If they don't, then they've got a good product. That's it's how I like grew my say, company. You always say nurture your list. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Sorry to take that question, John, but <laughs> yeah. as, as long as it gets uh, answered, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. All right, one more question, guys, and I'm going to let John out of here to um, keep hi, creating. Hi, this is Shelley. Yes. Who's this? Uh, hi, this is Shelley. Hey, Shelley, what's up? Hey, Shelley. Good. Hi, John. Thanks very much. This is really awesome uh, interview. Thank yes. you. Hey, um, I do have a question regarding your custom audiences. Um, and I, I get the feeling you're like, well, I know you're way more advanced than where I'm at, but um, it feels like to me what you're saying about your custom audience is it's kind of like a mind map where you have different custom audiences. Is that correct? Or are you um, kind of putting them all in one pot and then marketing to them after that? Sure. No, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, I, I I would recommend reading a blog post I just wrote this week. Um, I'm trying to think of 
I think it's just johnlumber.com slash targeting, but otherwise, if you just go to johnlumber.com, it's the most recent one. So anyway, it kind of goes over the, first of all, the different objectives you're going to have when you're running ads and how that impacts your targeting. So creating the website custom audiences, so these are people who visit your site. I create, now not all at once, but I've created hundreds of these things. And the reason for that is every time, they're, they're there for different reasons. So, yeah, I have one website custom audience that I use for all kinds of stuff. That's the, anyone who's visited my website, any page over the last 30 days. And the reason I can use that is because all of my content is related. I, it's not like I'm writing about Google Plus and Twitter and YouTube. If you've come to my site, I know that you're interested in Facebook advertising. So I can target you for stuff like page likes or driving traffic or getting an opt-in or a sale just because you visit any page of my site. But what I also do is create individual custom audiences based on the specific uh, page of my site you visited um, or the duration. So it could be like we're talking one day duration up to 180 days duration. The thing is I, I create all these variations uh, partly for split testing purposes. So what's going to be most effective? Because um, you're going to get either a one day, which is highly relevant, but very, very small audience, or you get 180 days where it's a ton of people, but less relevant because it may be a, have been a while since they've been there. So that's kind of an example of why I create those variations uh, but something else would be, let's say I wrote a blog post, um, and every time, first of all, every time I publish a new blog post, I immediately turn that into a website custom audience. So I want to know who's visited that blog post, and there's a couple reasons for that. First of all, when I promote that blog post, I'll exclude anyone who has already read it. There's no reason to spend my money on someone who's already read the post. The second thing is, if there's something closely related to that blog post, so it could be an opt-in, it could be a product, I want to target anyone who has read that um, with this other thing. So an example would be um, one, one struggle that I think everybody has uh, who has a podcast is getting more people to, to listen to the podcast and relevant people. So And knowing that my audience is full of people who probably don't listen to podcasts. So um, what I did is I wrote a blog post that was about how to promote your, your podcast um, with ads, and there were some very specific details within that. Now, once I create a website custom audience for that, now I suddenly have a, an audience of people who are interested in podcasts. So it's segmented from all of my list to just those who have an interest in podcasts. So as a result, when I have a new podcast episode, I make sure to target those people who have read that blog post before. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, it, it feels like um, you really need this written down on your whiteboard, really structured to keep a control on what you're doing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, look, I, I'll admit it. I am not the most organized guy in the world, uh, so I do this a little bit, kind of seat my pants. So I don't want you to be overwhelmed by having to. I mean, if that's the way you work and your mind works, if, if that makes it easier for you to to whiteboard it out, go for it. Um, otherwise, for me, you know, it's just a matter of understanding. Okay, I think a lot of it's trial and error too. It's like one day I'll be like, oh, I wish I had this website custom audience created so I could target them right now. But you have to go back and create one and let it build and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of beat myself to the punch there by creating these website custom audiences as, as they come up. Um, and I may not use them, but I may just make sure that they're available to me later. Okay, awesome. thank you. And, and the way that I normally do it is I've got 
like an audience for anyone that visits, let's say, Ventry.com, and then when I create a new post, I'll create another audience, and this is exactly what he's saying, for that specific post. So I have the choice to market to anyone that's visited my website over the last 30 days or come back and run an ad for anyone that visited that exact post. And I think if you just do that, if you just have that process every time you create something new, exactly. um, it'll be easier to go back and figure it out. And you know, Because if you, if you think about it, the other way, it sounds confusing, but it's really not. Create yes. a post, yeah. everything, you have one audience for your site, one for that post every time you do that. Exactly. And that's a good way to simplify it. Another would be create one audience for everyone who has visited your website over the last 30 days. That's a great one to use. Create that one if you don't do anything else. After mm-hmm. that, make sure – I mean, you can do the blog post thing. I just don't want to overcomplicate this. Uh, but make sure you also have one for the landing page of each product or opt-in so you know whoever has visited that page. Also have a website custom audience for the success page of of that uh, product or opt-in so you can exclude anyone who's bought or target those. So, for example, target those who have opted into something to get them to that next phase of the funnel. So those are the three things, I guess, I would I would do if you had to pick and simplify it right now. These are all website visitors, 30 days, each landing page uh, for products and opt-ins, and each success page for, for products and opt-ins. Get those done. And you know what, for me, was really cool if, for, for that, what you said, what freaked me out before was, well, what about if someone already has hit that page and I try to create that audience? Well, Facebook allows you to say, go look at existing Facebook. I don't, even know, I don't know what the term, a lot, terminology is that they say. But let's say you have a, pay, a, a custom audience that you build for someone that hits like the thank you page after a person buys, mm-hmm. and you've already been running that thank you page. You can act like Facebook has the ability to go back and look at your all your audiences and automatically put those people into that list. Yeah, after so, so, the so, fact, so, which yeah, yeah to check back, check check box to go back uh, in the past. Now, it kind of going back to what I was saying before, it's, it's still if you can, uh, get all these done now because right. that usually isn't complete, though, um, it, that, that going back in the past checkbox. So um, typically, you know, I'm not sure what percentage of people will, will, that they would add back in there, but, yes, that does help to a point. Right. Um, I, yeah, especially for a person that's been doing it a while and they're just like, well, how am I going to do it now? I already started. It, it, I'm yeah. sure it's not as accurate, but it definitely helps for sure. Well, listen, man, I want to let you know that you made it through the battle zone alive, and we appreciate you. (laughs) Awesome. And this will definitely get out, and we'll we'll make sure we put this out there. And, again, anyone who um, wants to learn more, how can they connect with you and find you? Yeah, johnloomer.com, so that's without an H, -H J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R.com. I'm on Twitter, at johnloomer, facebook.com, slash johnloomerdigital. Awesome. And, and like I always do, I always put people on the spot. We've got to make sure we have you at Internet Traffic Live 3. We, we missed you this year, but uh, we want to definitely have you there next year. So exactly. hopefully it can be awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, listen, that completes another Battle Mastermind, guys. Um, you're listening to Internet Traffic Jam. My name is Vince Reed, and like always, guys, I'll see you on the Internet. Take care. <laughs>